All right, everybody. Welcome back to Marvel Rewind here on Apocalypse Movies. Um, we are back. It is a, uh, a Friday here on the channel and uh, in the world, obviously. But we're here to talk some WandaVision. And it's a great one to talk today because there's a lot of stuff that is currently happening in this show that excites me. Uh, that it gets conversations going that I'm sure incites this guy as well. As you can tell, it is just the two of us right now. Uh, Mr. Bartley is off with some uh, family duties, and Brian is dealing with some stuff at his uh, apartment as well. Hopefully he can pop in here very shortly, um, and uh, and the three of us will get going. But for now, it'll be Mr. Gio Ramos and I. What's up, man? How's your Friday? Uh, pretty good, man. You know, Fridays are more exciting now because of WandaVision. So we have that to be thankful for. And it's the weekend, man. Okay, it, it is officially the weekend. I mean, it's here in here in uh, Northern California. It's a rainy weekend, but it's a weekend uh, nonetheless. So, um, oh, there he is, Mister Mister Avalicino is in the chat. There he is, um, Brian. If you want to throw your theories out there and your thoughts, man, just uh, shoot them in there. Um, or if you want to, you can streamlabs it. That link is right there. You can send in your questions and theories. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. Uh, look, this is so we're in episode three. Uh, it was it's now we're going on to one episode a week, and this one is called Now in Color. It's the first official episode that is fully in color. We're in the 70s here, um, taking on the Brady Bunch vibe, taking on a, a you know, still very much a Truman Show vibe. A lot of other things as well are placed in there. Heavy, heavy Brady Bunch. But, um, before we get into the nitty gritty of this, dude, I want to ask you about your thoughts and you know, going into the episode, did it live up to what you were expecting? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Just everything. Throw it out there, man. Uh, well, I'll start off by saying uh, this episode was more easier to watch. And I, I don't know if it, it's because it was in color the whole way through. You know, uh, they're going to be around the whole black and white thing. It, it, it was great. I, I love what they did with it. But, you know, I just felt a sense of, you know, gratitude that oh we're in color now okay let's go you know um i i mean just like you said i love the whole 70s look to it the feel the uh, aesthetic you know the costumes the decor the neighborhood um it was all great to see and you know it just gives me more confidence the further they go that they're gonna absolutely nail it um and i think for me the thing that was most delightful like you know, that brought me the most joy was seeing them be so excited at the idea of becoming parents, um, especially for uh, the vision character, you know, like that guy's a genius. He's all calculated and everything. But when it comes to being a dad, he's flipping through pages. He's just like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm doing. But he's also excited. And it's just that's the kind of warmth that, you know, is needed. Um especially with all this, you know, uh, mystery and, you know, at times, you know, creepiness, you know, it was, uh, some much needed levity. Uh, I thought the episode was great, especially the last 10 minutes of it. I mean, oh, we'll, we'll get to that for sure. We got a lot to get to. Um, but yeah, all in all, another, another strong episode, uh, that further expands the world and, Got, to, got us asking more questions. And that's what you want to do with these one a week episodes is you want to make it, you know, highly rewatchable. You want it to, you know, make us have these kind of conversations that can, you know, help us as we wait every week for one episode. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm just I'm, I'm loving it. It's it's a it's a great, great time. It's good to hear. That is good to hear. And Chuck, uh, no, I heard that as well. The stork was 100% cackling back. Um, yeah. So look, I, I, uh, it's, it's hard for me to stay up at, at midnight unless it's a, uh, you know, like a, like near the end of the season, um, type of episode, you know, I, so I watch these early in the morning. I get up super early for work and I get up just a little bit long or a little bit earlier to watch them. Um, so I give myself a little bit of time as well. Sometimes I watch a second time. This episode, if if you are someone who was on the fence about what WandaVision is, um, or or maybe you you're someone who is like, ah, I didn't hear great things about the first two episodes, and then you're hearing stuff about this episode. This is the episode that that really shows what this show is all about. It it, it is the perfect example of what they're going to be going for, and obviously it's going to become much more. It's gonna it's gonna intensify as the season goes on with with certain things that happen as the story kind of gets fleshed out and characters and, and stuff starts to happen. But as far as like the first couple episodes in a season, this is the hook episode. Um, there's a lot of great things that happen in this episode that, that everyone should be talking about and excited about and be like, wow, like I can't believe Marvel just went there. Um, it's not just with story storytelling. It's not just with, uh, you know, Easter eggs or, or callbacks, but it's also the performances. We've talked about it the last couple of weeks on this show, but Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen, um, you know, as, as great as they are inside the films and, and with those characters and like action and stuff, to me, they've never been be better as Wanda and Vision than they are in this show. Um, you know, they, they're obviously portrayed very different in each property, but this show requires a lot of them as performers and, uh, specifically Elizabeth Olsen, she is proving to everybody why she is the real deal. Uh, she is the real deal, not just in the comic book universe or, or blockbusters or anything. And you mentioned it to you, but the last 10 minutes, she is the real deal. Oh, I can't wait brought to talk it. About it. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. I, I can't wait to talk about it. I can't wait to get into it. So, um, and I'm sure that we're going to probably miss some things that we're talking about because we're excited to talk about certain things. So if you guys have comments that you want to you know bring up or or specific things you can uh again send them to the stream labs up there the, the the link is right there um but but let's get into some of this stuff man is is there something because you know and let's not do this let's not go chronological let's just let's just talk is there something specific that you would love to bring up uh as we talk episode three of wandavision uh for me it's it's more and more hints that um elizabeth olsen's uh wanda character is losing control of this reality that she's created you know um even the the subtle dialogue there's one bit of dialogue that i wrote down when they're trying to decide on the name and uh, vision quotes shakespeare and he says all the world's a stage all the men and women merely players that totally ties into their current you know predicament mm -hmm. right now um and, and then of course we see this episode several times vision is realizing wait a minute what like is what is going on here you know and it leads uh wanda to and i thought my tv uh there was something wrong with my tv i thought the something. same thing too the glitch yeah. yeah the glitch I thought something happened to the episode yeah starts and then i thought to myself i was like wow i actually rewired it <laughs> that's, i was like that's brave like that's very smart and brave of them 
to actually pull something like that. Yeah, totally. And, you know, uh, the one appearance we get of Catherine Hahn, which, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about uh, what I think that means later on. But, you know, the the other neighbor is there and he's just like, you know, we're all and he doesn't. Herb, complete, Herb. Yeah. Herb, yeah. Herb. He doesn't complete a sentence, but he's about to say, like, none of this is real, you know, and just for me, it was just seeing, you know, Wanda lose control more and more. And like, it's, it's going to be a struggle these next couple couple episodes. Um, did you feel the same way? Yeah, I so specifically about the stuff that's going on with with uh, Agnes and Herb that happened in this episode. I'm I, I'm kind of pulled in a lot of different directions. And and Buck, I saw that you sent in a streamlabs. I'll get to you here in a second. Thank you, man. Um, but uh, I, I'm pulled in a lot of different directions because obviously we know that that Agnes is um, she is the one person out of everybody outside of Wanda who kind of understands what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. She's she she's clear minded. She's putting on a face, if you will. Um, we know who her character is from the comics. And so it kind of does make sense. Now, Herb is the interesting one. It's 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 one of two things. Is he in on it or is he under her spell? Um, and I don't know where to go at this point. There is something that I was watching earlier because I was I was doing all kinds of like, uh, you know, just just readings and, and watching some videos of what other people think. And someone actually made the made the point that you know agnes being that and you know I'll, I'll say this too that way we don't spoil anything but spoilers if you don't want to know who the character of agnes is um who she is from the comic books anyway uh it could be different for the show but uh agnes aka agatha harkness um she's a witch she she comes from the witch side of the marvel cinematic universe um and the thing that i was watching made the point that what if she made a deal with someone like Mephisto and Herb is actually Mephisto and they're working together inside this realm to get Wanda and Vision to produce offspring to Which essentially take over the kids' bodies. Uh-huh. And, and I don't know if I 100% believe that because of the way that Herb was acting because he wasn't like fully engaged. But if you remember when... When Vision first walked out there, and if you had the subtitles on, they were talking about Wanda's pregnancy. Mm -hmm. They were talking about her, the kids and her stomach and everything, and the fact that that uh, and I forget her uh, Gendeline Gendeline. Uh, oh, oh, the character. Oh, god, what's her name? I, what I wrote her it name? down. <laughs> Geraldine. Geraldine. Thank you, Geraldine. They were talking about how Geraldine was in there, and they didn't want her to be in there. Right. And so, in my mind, I'm thinking, well. If Agnes is talking to him, he has to be involved in it in some capacity, not just like a bystander who's trapped in this world. And then that makes me think, well, maybe everyone in the town is in on it or or a number of them. Uh, and it's more than just Agnes and Herb, because if you remember uh, the doctor at the end of the episode mm -hmm. talked about how it's hard to escape the yep. town, like little towns are hard That's to escape. Another example. Yep. And, and is he in on it? But I, I'm thinking to myself, okay, we've talked about how Agnes can be this witch who's controlling things or wanting the kids. I'm really starting to buy into the theory that Agnes is either working with or working for someone like Mephisto, who Mephisto mm -hmm. in the Marvel comics is the devil. Yeah. Um, because it also, it also starts to tie back to 
Wanda's history in the comic books and how the kids are portrayed in the comic books. And so a little history on the backstory of the kids, um, you know, they're created and, and, and they're born and, you know, vision and, and Wanda have these kids, but Wanda later finds out that essentially they were created and they were holding on. They were the, like the, they, Mephisto had been manipulating them to, to, for these bad souls, essentially is the best way of saying it. Like he had inserted and taken over their souls uh, because of their being Wanda and Vision's kids. Um, and then later on, they were resurrected as other kids and brought back as the typical Billy and Tommy that we know in the comics today of, of Wiccan and Speed. But Mephisto plays a big part in the kids' lives. Yeah. Because he manipulates their souls, essentially. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, now that can't exactly happen how it happens in the comic books, but what if... Mephisto is the one behind everything. And and I know Brian and Buck are talking about it in the chat. And it's a good point to bring up. But Agnes keeps talking about her husband, Ralph, right? Yeah. And and like I said, I didn't believe the whole Herb thing. But what if Ralph is actually Mephisto? And Ralph is the bad guy that we're not going to see until towards the end of the season. And, Ag and Agnes is working for him, a.k.a. Mephisto. Mm -hmm. and, see, I, that kind of makes more sense. You and know, so, because and maybe Herb is in on it somehow. They're, he's like a pawn of them, and 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 it's funny because after this episode, I know I'm going on some kind of like tangent, but no, 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 keep going. Um, I got the feeling after watching Herb that he and the other townspeople are very much like the people in the movie Get Out, where they they understand what's happening, but they can't control themselves. And like Herb, like the doctor there but they're being controlled by something else. That's because good. Yeah. He's cutting through concrete and like, why would he be cutting through concrete? <laughs> he's so desperate to escape that he's just like, you know, exactly. I'll cut through anything, you know? Exactly. So I'm, I'm wondering if, if Agnes is working with Mephisto and, and Agatha Harkness is uh, a pawn of Mephisto or they're together or something, whatever. And the devil's behind all this and they want, they want, wanda envision to produce offspring very much like the comics where and then they want to take over their souls and they want to and they want to not maybe not place themselves in the bodies but place someone in the bodies of them to control them because wiccan is like wanda mm -hmm. wiccan is a sorcerer um Speed and is. too many in the mcu he's considered to be or they, they tell him that he's going to be the most powerful sorcerer ever Strange has said that Loki has said that, and that's coming from, and then, and then speed is like Quicksilver. There are essentially mirror images of the twins. Um, and it's cool. Cause we got a little uh, taste of that with vision and his speed in the episode, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. um, kind of like a little play there, but uh, yeah, it's, there's a lot of things that are coming from this specific episode. Also, we have to talk about the commercial with the soap and the tagline of, uh, you know, your inner goddess. Um, yeah. That's, that that's line. The whole God factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, that first off, I didn't know, and maybe this is accurate, but that's actually a play on what I'm sorry, that's a reference to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? About yes. the soap and so, Hydra having, you know, stuff in there that controls your mind. Yep. I did not know that. I, again, if you're like me, you didn't really watch that much of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you had to research in order to figure that out. But I think you're on point as far as like, you know, and again, that's why you have to listen. That's why I watch these move. I watch these shows 
with the subtitles on, you know, which is your inner goddess. I was like, come on now. That's, that's clearly. And I thought about Agnes at that point, you know, um, I think, yeah, I mean, it, it's clear that she's working with Mephisto at this point. Well, I'm sold so, on the idea of Mephisto. Yeah. Well, so on, on that subject, I wanted to talk about it because last week we talked a lot about, um, you know, the commercials and whether or not those, those people were her parents, right? If she's kind of react, reenacting things from her traumatic, the traumatic parts of her life um, and this being her parents. And maybe if she sees them at some point to like trigger something or, or whatever, like that's maybe that's a nightmare part. But what if, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm not dismissing the parents part, but what if those are, those are like examples of Mephisto and death two characters that work together in the comics heavily. And the guy is actually a version of Mephisto and the woman is actually a version of death. And, and see that. Yeah. it obviously the Hydra symbol is in there, right? Uh, plenty of times the goddess mm -hmm. thing with the soap, um, you know, and, and even I, I saw this mention, which is, this is, this is so reaching, but if you look at the, uh, the Hydra symbol, the yeah. tentacles shape into a six, six, six. Which is the sign See, of the devil, obviously. I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't look that close, man. See, like rewatchability, I, absolutely. That's something that I missed, man. So, so wait a minute. You're saying, you're saying that Agnes is working with Mephisto, and I, uh, I 100 think Mephisto is the main bad of this of this series after watching this episode. Yes, and uh, Herb is just one of their puppets, right? Yeah, I'm. There, it's one of two ways. Well, I mean, he, one of the many puppets. He's either he's either Mephisto himself or he's a puppet. More than likely, a puppet. And like they're saying in the chat, um, it sounds like Ralph, who's been mentioned multiple times, uh, who we have yet to see, would more than likely be the 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 person to be Mephisto in some form. You know what? I'm just gonna say every main character that's in the bubble is somebody. Okay. It would, like it would, yeah. I mean, it's very possible. Like, it, it's very possible that because we haven't seen a lot of people inside the bubble, right? We've seen like maybe 10 people inside the bubble. Yeah. We've seen the boss, right? the, the doctor, and we've seen some co workers. We saw the women at the luncheon. We yeah. saw, you said the boss at the, the dinner table. You know, there's, there's 10 to 15 people. They could all easily be working for Mephisto um, or just be controlled by him. And like I said, they know what's happening, but they can't control themselves. And so Scarlet Witch would be one of the, one of the puppets as well, right? I mean, she's the one with the powers. No, I think they're trying to break her. I, th I think that her powers are so powerful that they're trying to find ways to break into her. And they can't do it. Because of this reality that she's created, right? And they're trying to find ways to do other things to get to her, a la creating the children or, or, or planting seeds for them to have children. Like, like episode two for the children, for the children. All of a sudden, yeah. boom, they have kids. Children are there, yeah. And, and it's stuff like that that maybe they're just slowly kind of seeping their their claws into Scarlet Witch and planting things. Yeah, they planted the idea of the children. And that, that are making her think of it as a reality, but it's actually going the way that they want it to go. Man, dude. I can't wait to it's watch this. It's a trippy thing. It's it is a very, very trippy thing. Um, there's a lot to think about in the show. I, I do want to get to a couple of questions because I know people some asking some questions. Uh, I'll get to Bucks here first. Uh, and he said, so Evan, Pe Evan Peters is slated to appear, uh, which is still just a rumor. 
Um, but his theory is he is either grown up version uh, of the twins or Mephisto, um, which would be interesting. It, it, and the rumors never say that he's going to be appearing as, as Quicksilver, um, but that he'll be appearing. What if he was playing speed? What if he was playing vision in Wanda, Wanda's son speed? That would be very cool. You mean like, no, playing speed in this world or speed in... So he, he's playing, he is like, like Evan Peters got casted to play speed Wanda in Vision's son in the show. And then we'll find out later on if he still exists outside of the show, if he comes into the MCU or not or whatever. But what if Evan Peters isn't actually playing Quicksilver, but he got casted as a grown-up version of speed, their son who has Quicksilver's powers? I mean, my only question, would Marvel do that? You know, I mean, because he was so... Why not, though? He was so memorable as Quicksilver in the Fox universe that he can... Or are, are, hmm, are you saying that the Quicksilver in the Fox universe was really speed? Or no? Is no, that, no, 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 no. I'm no, two different characters. So oh, okay. the Quicksilver in the Fox's universe is Aaron Taylor Johnson's Quicksilver in this universe. Those yeah. are the two characters. I'm saying Evan Peters could be playing Wanda's son, who is essentially another version of Quicksilver, just a little different. I mean, at the pace that the kids, you know, because uh, all of a sudden in, in the show, this episode hinted to it. It was like, oh, you're four months. Wait, you're six months. Wait, the, the babies are here. We're going we to see, see them. We're going to see them. We'll definitely absolutely see them. Um, so your idea isn't as crazy as it may, may sound. Oh, fuck, that's I'm not bad. Fuck, that is not bad. What do you say? Um, all right, so I do want to get to a couple of these. So Stacy here, theory. I read the ad said unleash your inner goddess. Yes, and then there was rain and thunder. Sounds possible storm X-Men. Possibly. Uh a lot of people are saying that the rain in the house was actually her water breaking. That's deep. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, I took I, it as that. her water was breaking and, and it just kind of happened inside the house. Everything that was happening inside of Wanda's stomach was happening in the house. And a lot of and I know someone said in the chat, I don't know where it is. Oh, here it is. Um, but that Wiccan was actually doing it from the inside. Uh, and then Wiccan was impacting their reality. And I even read the theory that the reason that Wanda couldn't get rid of the stork is because Wiccan wouldn't allow it. Because his powers are Wanda's powers. Yeah. So every time, because Wanda was like, why, why, why aren't you going away? I'm using powers. So yeah, that makes sense. And, yeah, and see, if, they're, if they're growing at a rapid pace, like it's very possible that their powers are growing at a very rapid pace. Which is dangerous. It's very dangerous. And all the stuff that was happening inside the house, obviously the 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 clear thing is like, yes, Wanda was doing it while she's going through all these contractions and and you know things with the pregnancy. But what if she was feeling these things and then Wiccan from the inside was doing all of this in reality because he was moving or kicking or using his hands and his powers were just being manifested outside? So wait a minute. Are we going to get to a point where Scarlet Witch has to take on her own children? Scarlet Witch and Vision, Vision have to take and, on their own children. Uh, so in the comics, that doesn't happen. Um, maybe it might happen at some point uh, shortly, but um, I don't see that happening. The big question with them is, are they going to be alive outside of this reality? Uh, are Will they still be there? outside of the reality that is currently happening with Wanda in the sitcoms and everything. Because also the big question is, is will vision be there outside of the reality? Like when all of this ends, do they disappear 
or are they still there? It, it would be easier to bring Vision back because, I mean, like they said in Endgame, right? He's more than just the stone. So he's Tony, um, Ultron, this and that. I don't. So wait a minute. She can create this reality. None of it's real. She can bring. She can bring kids into the world. Am I understanding that? Because I'm not the most knowledgeable. So clearly, yeah. Her, her. I mean, she's she's able at this point, from what we understand, she's able to create stuff. Um, you know, by by the whim, and we saw that with the stork. Um, the stork kind of popped up out of nowhere. Um, G, are you still there? Yeah. Okay, you're frozen. So um, am I frozen? You're frozen, but as long as you're still there, it'll pop up. It'll probably pop back in soon. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see. We've never seen we've never seen Wanda with these kind of powers. We've mm-hmm. never seen her with these kind of powers, and they're really showing us what she's able to do um, as a sorcerer, as a a person of magic. Uh, and if and if that does happen to be the creation of life, she could very well have the creation of vision again but the thing with vision is he's not human he can be repaired he's a he's a a synthesoid as they called him um and so i have a feeling if they do bring vision back it'll it'll go through that capacity where they'll repair him and wanda won't have to create him so maybe this version of vision isn't the real vision that we actually know well i mean that's I, i think that's evident you know she uh Again, she created this vision, this reality, right? And she's throughout this uh, episode, she's making little, you know, adjustments here and there. And it's just, you know, she's trying so hard to obviously make this perfect reality, but she keeps having to rewind it or, you know, change things here and there. So I, I think uh, I, I don't see this uh, vision going out into the real world i think the other one that's damaged and probably still in wakanda under repairs um yeah i'm starting to get the feeling that more and more as we watch this show because we're seeing a very different side of wanda right and you're not frozen anymore just by the way um okay we're, we're we're seeing a very different side of wanda who is who is trying to essentially grasp on the good right she's trying to find something good in her life and she's trying to create this reality that she wants to live in, that she watched as a kid, you know, watching all these sitcoms and everything. She wants to create this happy life for her. I am starting to get a feeling that the show is going to end with either the death or the disappearance of Vision. He's gone. And that makes her go mad, setting her up as a somewhat smaller version of a villain in Doctor Strange 2 and and... And Strange has to really? kind of bring her back into the fold. I I see I see her her powers going absolutely berserk, and and she going a little mad by creating this reality and her being a villain for a little while in the MCU. Well, she does actually become a villain for a short time in the comics, right? House of M, which is what I'm going to. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're. I think you're onto something because. Hey, she has kids now. She has vision back. You saw what uh, happened to uh, Geraldine when she mentioned. So I'm saying, uh, so I'm getting saying. killed by Ultron. You yeah, see, there are moments where she is like really going down that path. You know, 
Um, can we talk about Geraldine? Let's talk about her, man, because it's she's a very interesting character, right? She 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 didn't remember her name in the second episode. Yeah. And then she touched Wanda and she recognized her name. Same thing happened in this episode. She was in this like state, right? And then she touched Wanda, and then that Pietro Ultra Ultron line came up. And it almost seems like again, Wanda is putting this mask over all of these characters. But if they come into contact with her, she has their memories of who they are and they start to click on, on who they are as a person. And that, and then that, when she said that line, that, that performance by Elizabeth Olsen, that switch, I, I am, I am flabbergasted at how much I love that. I am flabbergasted at how much I love the switch from comedy to complete seriousness that Elizabeth Olsen was able to pull off. Who are you? You know, why were you asking about Pietro? The facial expressions that she was making, everything about it was absolutely incredible. But yeah, Geraldine, she, I mean, it's interesting. It is very, very interesting. For me, she was uh, absolutely the, uh, as far as performances go, she, she was the one that stood out the most. Um, her character, her performance and whatnot. Um, so she is, in fact, the sword agent, correct? I mean, she has... Yeah, the- well, yeah, from, from what we know so far... Um, she she's had the pendant uh she had the pendant or the necklace excuse me right. uh, that she was wearing and from what we know of of her comic history uh she she does take that path into uh shield and, and sword at one point as well and she becomes um someone with superpowers mm-hmm. uh and i have a question for you geo because i saw this online too do you think that wanda and and we didn't see it actually happen so we don't know if it actually was wanda that did it but do you think that Wanda pushing her outside the barrier of, um, uh, oh my God, why am I forgetting the name of the town? Westview. Westview. Uh, pushing pushing her outside the barrier of Westview um, gave her her powers. I mean, yeah, I could see that, you know, just because the Mind Stone plays a factor in this show, right? Like we know the Mind Stone has a presence there. And who knows what? Well, the the, the stone, but but also the stone that created Wanda. Yeah, isn't that the mind stone? Yeah, uh, it the is the mind stone. stone. Yes, you are correct. And then yeah. the uh, what's the stone that's in Vision? Um, someone in the chat, please tell me because I'm completely blanking at the moment in time. Uh, oh my god, the mind stone is the one that gave Wanda her powers. Yeah, and then there's the stone in vision, and I'm totally blanking on it. Please, someone in the chat, tell me, correct me. Wait, isn't it the mind stone? I don't think. Oh, oh, stone was in vision. You are right. It's it, it's one and the same. It is one yeah. and the same. You're right. Yeah. You're right. 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 Yeah, right. I, right, I, right, I, right, I, right. I get confused too, man. Because one more, it's in the tesseract, and then yes, no, no, no. Yeah. It's in Loki's scepter, and then oh, yeah, in yeah, that, it's in the scepter. Yeah, God, Ultron. Ultron puts it in vision. Thank you. Yes. 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 Yeah. yes you are yeah you are correct and uh, and that's maybe her powers were able to affect her and she starts to gain these abilities because we we know that um her character has very similar abilities to someone like captain marvel but they could do a thing where they connect her to scarlet witch and they give her somewhat similarities to scarlet witch see that'd be crazy because when she leaves the bubble, she's laying there on the ground, and there's a clear face uh, expression on her face. Could that be, you know, 
something's happening inside. May, or How or maybe maybe she's she's having all these memories processed through her head uh, that, as she yeah. as she you know left the zone, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's obviously going to play into what happens next. I I do think that. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they'll do this, but I would love to see an episode where it fully takes place outside the barrier where it's, it's all stuff that's happening outside the barrier. Um, because at this point we don't really know anything that's going on out I there. I think, yeah, I, I, I think, uh, one of the episodes will be dedicated to that, you know, cause at this pace we're getting what the last five minutes, the last two minutes, the last minute of the episode. Yeah. You know, uh, but I would love to see the other side of the bubble, you know, where they're all like trying to figure out, maybe take us, the audience members back to when this started, you know, um, one moment Wanda's here. Next moment she's trapped in a bubble or she made this bubble, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, could there be more people inside the bubble in your opinion? Because I mean, we have the beekeeper, we have, uh, Geraldine, you mean more, more like sword agents, more agents? Yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's a good question because it, it seemed like, uh, Agnes and Herb were only talking about Geraldine. Mm-hmm. Um, they were only talking about her and obviously just because it, it could have been just because she was inside the house and they, and they knew who she was, but they couldn't really do anything about, um, you know what she was doing. Uh, cause they don't have control cause Wanda has all the control. Um, it's very possible uh, maybe someone like uh, one of Vision's coworkers, or or um, the blonde hair woman, or, or something. But the thing that kind of crosses my mind is that we haven't seen anybody wear like a like a sword necklace or pendant or anything like that, like Geraldine was wearing. Um, and so I have a feeling that Geraldine was the only one inside uh, for Sword, and now that she's gone. Uh, stuff might begin to hit the fan a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, just, I don't know. I've <laughs> Again, Wanda is losing control of the bubble and she's reversing things. And, you know, uh, people are coming in and it's just like, what is going on here? Um, although something, something's been bothering me. Like Herb. So Herb was about to say something. But Agnes cut him off and was like, no, stop. I think he was about to say this isn't real. This isn't real. Yeah. So that leads me to believe that he is not under Agnes's control, right? Or what do you I, think? I think that he is. I think he's still under the control, but he's starting to break through a little bit. Kind of like Vision does with Wanda's spell. Of Wanda, yeah. Yeah, like like he breaks through everyone's. Like, like example would be... When, when he was talking to Herb initially and then he came inside and he started questioning and everything. And he started talking about the past episodes, the things that were happening in the past episodes, probably when he shouldn't have been remembering that. And then uh-huh. Wanda snapped him back. I have a feeling that's very similar into that, you know, he was kind of starting to break through the spell that he is in, um, but then he was kind of brought back into what he's supposed to be doing, either being controlled by Agnes or being controlled by Mephisto. Man, dude. There's, There's so, so much to think about, and it's yeah. it's so it's so much mystery going in because we knew that the show was going to be complicated. We knew the show was going to be trippy. We knew it was going to be different, and they are fully, fully trusting us as audience members to really just understand and accept that this is going to be a very complicated story. 
and and it's really cool as viewers to sit back and oh, like yeah, have all absolutely. of this all of this stuff to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're uh, also right about Agnes, you know, being being the witch, obviously. Like, yep. There's been a trend of hexagons on a logo yep. of each right intro. That's a big thing. Exit. That's a big thing. Yeah, because, why is, why is um, that? Because part of Scarlet Witch's gifts in the comics is, uh, is hexagon. I don't know if this is the exact term, but hexagon magic, essentially. Her powers deal with hexagons. Um, and I don't know the exact term. I'm sorry, I don't know the exact term, but I know that it it's kind of an ev evolution for Scarlet Witch herself. Um, and plus, hexagons also have to do with the devil, um, and and it's kind of a a symbol of the devil in many ways. Yeah, Agnes is definitely a witch, isn't she? Dressed as a witch during the costume, the Halloween. So yeah, but we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it yet. Well, so, I, according to the trailer, hexagon. Yeah. Oh, oh, thank you, Chuck. There we go. Chaos magic slash hex slash hexes. Yes, thank you um that's that's where it comes from she's able to she she deals with this type of stuff of, of hexagon magic but we obviously know that hexagons with witches are a big deal and the pendants and stuff like that hmm. okay so what do you think we're going to see in the next episode honestly i mean it's going to be an 80s vibe um i i think we're going to see the from what we see in the trailer um trailers excuse me is we're going to see the babies in the cribs uh mm -hmm. they're going to be maybe a year old somewhere around there uh, we're going to see the Roseanne ish type of stuff from, from WandaVision. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think we're going to get a lot more answers uh, in, Oh, thank you, Chuck pentagrams. That's what it is. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I get them mixed up, whatever. Um, it's, it's very similar. Uh, that's what you guys are here for to correct me when I say something stupid. Um, but I, I think we're going to say, we're going to see the Roseanne episode where they're in like the high jeans and you know, the, 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 the different types of clothing and, we're going to see the babies fully interacting and doing stuff. Um, and then I think something is, I think something's going to happen where I, I feel like episode four is a great spot for something to happen to where Wanda can't fix it and that she can't snap it back to the reality. She wants it to be um, because it would leave us with five more episodes uh, or uh, yeah, five more episodes um, to kind of, answer all these questions, go through the decades again. But I think it'd be a really cool idea to pose something to where she can't fix it. And it's kind of just there and we see what happens. Yeah. Cause at this point she's been able to resolve everything, right? Yeah. Like with the, every, the every time she's been able to do something. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you could be right. I also think we're going to see probably more of the outside the bubble as well. I hope so. I, I hope we see Jimmy Wu, uh, Randall Park's character. I hope we see Darcy. Darcy. Um, I hope we see, uh, you know, Monica Rambeau as Monica Rambeau, mm -hmm. um, as the sword agent. Um, but now that she's outside the bubble, it would make sense to see more of her. And from what we're hearing, um, the episodes are going to be a little bit longer going forward. They're not going to be the 20 to 30 minute runtime. They might be the 30 to 40 minute runtime, which leaves more time to tell two different stories outside the bubble and inside the bubble. Um, and so that's interesting. Uh, I do want to get to two things before we get out of here, Gio. Um, sure. I know we get some more things to talk about, but we do have a stream last. It didn't come through from Kylie. I want to make sure I get to this. And she said, I think this is actually nightmare. Uh, he or she is more about, uh, play with your worst nightmare and your mind causing all witch going through and unlocking her true power. I'm not going to judge this show until I see the full season still on the fence. Yeah, that's fair. Um, nightmare is a very good, very good choice because he, you know, he does play on nightmares. And so far from what we've seen, 
Um, you know, whether it be the commercials, uh, you know, tying back to Wanda's past and how those aren't, you know, flattering memories, but also things that when they go wrong, those kind of can, can be considered nightmares as well. It's very possible. Plus, when Scott Derrickson was involved in Doctor Strange 2, he was heavily, heavily rumored to be the bad guy of that movie. Um, and so they could be setting up Nightmare as well. It's a very plausible cause. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with the character of Nightmare, but I absolutely agree. I think it's Wanda's Nightmare <laughs> that none of this is real. And, you know, so that, that could definitely be setting it up and her losing vision again. And, you know, what happens with the kids? You know, that's what I'm most curious about, you know, is what happens with these kids. It's going to be uh, very interesting, man. Could be, could, could be Nightmare. Yeah. I don't know. There's several, uh, several strong candidates, man. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't think we'll know for a while what's going to happen exactly, but, um, I, I do think that it's probably a two headed race between Mephisto and Nightmare at this point. Um, Let's let's talk about the bubble real quick because we finally got a shot of what it looks like on the outside. Um, we, we finally were able to get a look at, as to what it looks like on the outside, and it just looks like a, a basic town, right? Um, Monica Rambeau gets tossed out of the bubble. She gets just totally just thrown, mm-hmm. jolted uh, by Scarlet Witch outside the bubble. And uh, we finally get a look at, at present day and what it's currently looking like on the outside. We see a bunch of spotlights that are surrounding it. So sword is currently knowing what's happening. Yep. When you saw that, are you still in, in the idea that she has essentially taken over this town and created a reality over this town? Or do you think something else is happening? Uh, I think it's more of her just creating this reality and keeping everyone out of it. Um, and uh, again, it's uh, I, I'm still a little bit confused as you know, if it's, if it's her, hundred percent or if it's something else and you know it's i think we'll get more answers to that but i think um yeah she's totally creating this whole thing people are finding a way in she's kicking them out throwing them out i don't know why she didn't throw the beekeeper out she just <laughs> gave him the rewind treatment but um yeah man like i said I, and i think i really think this next episode is gonna focus more on the outside and them just like asking more questions to uh, Monica Rambeau about, you know, what is going on in there? Can, is there something we can do this and that? And I think we'll see some familiar faces. Yeah, exactly. Jamie and, and Darcy uh, from, you know, past Marvel movies. Yeah, I'm, I'm similar. Um, I, it's funny. So when we got to look at Westview, if you, if you screenshot it or you just kind of pause it at that moment, um, when you get, see the bubble, Westview looks like a regular town that just has nobody walking around and no cars in it. And so to me, I almost feel like she took over this town, put a bubble over it and then put a mirror on the outside to make it look like the real town is still there, but stuff is happening on the inside. Mm -hmm. And then it looks incredibly different on the inside because it's obviously it's a real town. It's a present. It's not just in some field and she didn't just create Westview to create Westview. I know a lot of people were saying, you know, in previous weeks, well, it's a made up town. She created Westview because W and V that's Wanda and vision, right? Westview, Wanda and vision. That makes sense. She just made it all up, but no, it's a, it's an actual real town. And it's funny because the tagline of the town is, you know, home. It's, 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 it's where you make your home or, or a home is where you make it or something like that. You yeah. Know? Um, something along that line. And so it's a very, uh, very, you know, straight to the point thing, but yeah, it's interesting. It, it, it seems like it's it's one of those things where on this side of the bubble, it's the real world. On this side of the bubble, it's a 1950s, 60s, 70s, 80s type of world. 
and it's all up to Wanda on what she's doing. Um, and they seem to have some kind of broadcast signal into watching it and understanding what's happening, which is going to be very interesting and in seeing how that unfolds um, and what's happening there. But yeah, I think uh, I, I just, I love the creativity of it. I love the uniqueness of it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's unlike anything we've ever seen in MCU before. And so uh, I'm very excited to see how it kind of all unfolds and if the bubble eventually comes down or if, or if, you know, someone gets thrown out of it or if it's actually even Wanda doing it, if someone else is doing it. Um, but I'm, I'm super intrigued. It's, it's, it's leaving me on my toes. That's for sure. I'm a little bit upset because I want more episodes, but <laughs> right? there's nothing right. I can do about it. Uh -huh. um, did you notice how the, uh, the format changed? It was full screen. Yep. And so then cool. it so changed, cool. it went full, and then it went to widescreen. I love it. I love it. And I was just like, oh, man, okay. Yeah. It's, it's such a great creative idea of how they use the cameras in different situations, how they use the ratios in different situations. Mm -hmm. you know, present day, it's obviously in widescreen format. You know, Back in the day, it's in the one-by-one one format, the ratio. Um, and, and then it'll kind of grow to, to like a 16-by-nine and then a widescreen again. And um, Super, super interesting. But yeah, I think that the creativity behind the show is so brilliant. Um, I just, I, I'm so, you know, in awe of what they're able to create with this very short sitcom, if you will, that connects to characters like Captain America and stuff like the Infinity Wars and stuff like that. Like, it just, it really does just blow my mind that they're able to do something like this. Yeah, man. Um, uh, let me see if there's anything else I'm forgetting or anything I want to bring up. Well, we talked about. Uh, Do you have any questions Geraldine. about the kids? Speed and Wiccan. Yeah, I mean, or, or Billy and Tommy, if you will. Yeah. Or yeah, Billy and Tommy. That was that was pretty fun. How they were going back and forth on the names. Um, well, I have an interesting theory on that, and I don't know if it'll ever be said, but so I what? think that because you know, they were going back and forth on the names, right, and they were deciding between Billy and Tommy. Um, obviously fans of the comics know that they have, they have twins, they have uh, two boys. Um, but I had a, I had a theory that, that they were only having one kid until they started arguing on the name. And then Scarlet, Witch manifested a second kid inside of her for the two names. I mean, I, like I said, I don't think it will ever be revealed, but it's a fun little thing to think about. Like, what she if she's like, well, he thinks of one name, I'm thinking of another. Let's just have two instead of one. That would be very psychotic of her, which <laughs> you know, she is kind of a psycho in this. It's, it's uh, interesting. It's very interesting. Dude, see, I don't even think about that kind of shit, man. But yeah, I could totally see that. Oh man. Like, just to make like just to fit the happiness of the reality to make sure they, they get what they both want, she without knowing. Without knowing, she she gave her she gave them twins instead of one. You know, dude, that is that is so dark. Oh my god! <laughs> and also, and, and like Chuck says, you know, she was a twin, so it would make sense for her to have twins, like she said in the episode. So you know, twins fall in families. But I'm just saying, like, it, it, like in in because they they argued about the names, yeah. And obviously, that's a thing to do, and they didn't know they were having twins. But it's interesting to think about, like. She thought of having children. All of a sudden, the children pop in. Why can't she think of a second to pop in alongside of it if they're arguing about names? 
I do like the idea that, you know, she was a twin. And yeah. how about when she was uh, singing in Sokovian? That, and her accent came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super, super cool. That was, man, see, again, Marvel just, you know, taking whatever criticism and turning it into a positive for this man. I wonder, why doesn't why doesn't Sword just send uh, Hawkeye in there? He always seems to, like, you know, I don't know, talk her into, you know, hey, you know, you know, get off your ass or something, you know, just a, a lot of people, a lot of people online are, are theorizing that, that if we were to see an Avenger, he's the one to pop up because they had the closest relationship. Yeah. And you he'll know, be the one. It's to, very, it's, and he has his own TV show. So we could easily call her out on her shit, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, well, where's Hawkeye? Yeah. Son, well, that guy. You know? Also the last time we saw Wanda before the show, he, she was standing next to Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a very plausible option that he does show up. Um, you know, I, I think it'd be very cool, but uh, it all depends on what happened to her between the end of Endgame and now um, and where she ended up and, and who was involved. Uh, but I do think it'd be very cool to see Hawkeye show up in some way because they, they very much had not not it wasn't so much like a father's daughter relationship. It almost felt more so like an uncle niece relationship in a way. Yeah. Um, it was never a brother sister thing. It was much more of like an uncle, like favorite uncle, favorite niece type of thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, that's, and so that again, why not? If I'm sword, send in Hawkeye, right? I mean, he is like kind of a spy. Um, something I did think of right now, um, and I'm not too familiar with Nightmare's powers, but could Nightmare play a role in bringing Ultron back? I don't believe so. Like the real Ultron, like 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 you know, like like uh, scary maybe, comics. Ultron. Maybe maybe in a nightmare format, but I don't think like physically. Well, yeah, not not like physically, but like so, you know, maybe so that's nightmare, we, nightmare can nightmare can essentially just give you your. It, he's very much like Freddy, where he can give you your worst nightmare, and he can he can he can manifest anything in a nightmare format. Um, and so if she does have nightmares, or if this is in fact a nightmare, like this whole thing is a nightmare, um. Ultron could easily show up, or maybe just the voice of Ultron could show up. James Spader is rumored to be. I mean, just just having yeah, his voice would terrify her. Just having her voice would ter- his voice would terrify her. Well, yeah, I mean, look what look what happened to Geraldine when uh, she just mentioned the name Ultron, you know, yeah. and you know she, I don't, and maybe Wanda. Do you think she broke character to like talk about Pietro and? You know, oh, I had a twin once, you know, because that wasn't why. Why would you mention that if you're making up this whole reality? Why would you mention that? And I think she just had a vulnerable moment. It's where it's true. It's yeah, it's a good question. I think that she brought up Pietro because she saw that she had twins. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she ever thought of someone bringing up him dying by the hands of Ultron. Um, and that's what and, her off. That. And that was like a trigger for her. Right. Or, or maybe she was blocking, she was blocking it off from herself. And then someone saying it triggered it back. Like she remembered it. And then the and look then on that, her face. Exactly. And and it kind of all came flooding back to her. And dude, just think if he actually saw, like she actually saw Ultron, you know, like maybe not, you know, physical form or maybe it was, maybe it is uh, an illusion, you know, like what, what that would do. 
There's so many ways this could go bad for her it's, character. It, it's really crazy because um, a lot of people are also taking to the point. We'll get out of here in just a second. But uh, a lot of people are also saying that um, are theorizing that this entire thing is actually a dream. And and they're tapping into her dreams and watching her dreams because Disney, when they were they, when they were marketing episodes, um, instead of saying now streaming, they said now dreaming. And on the most recent poster, the word dream was also there. Um, and so a lot of people are talking about the fact that this may all be a big giant dream that's happening. And they're actually watching her dreams, um, you know, take place rather than something physically. So then. Which is why she was able to become pregnant so quick, which is why she can skip decades so quick, which is why vision is back. So how does that look from the outside of of the bubble? They're they're wondering who is making who is manipulating your dreams. And maybe and she's inside the bubble, and maybe someone else actually created the bubble to not let people inside. And they're trying to get what they want from Wanda. While meanwhile, Sword is outside trying to get inside to save Wanda. And somebody else threw Geraldine out. Very possible. It was a red. It was a red thing that threw Geraldine out, and red is the mark of the devil. So, what did we learn from this episode, ladies we and gents? We still have no Nothing. idea what's happening. We didn't learn anything. <laughs> God, and that's why it's so tough to like wait every week for yeah. this whole thing. You know, yeah. just give us the whole thing. Especially now, you know, especially now with uh, it only being one per week, and you know, but but luckily we still have six to go. We have six to go, and they're all rumored to be a little bit longer than these, which is good. Um, so we essentially have a six-hour movie headed our way that is going to end up in all kinds of chaos. For sure, man. I can't wait. Bring it on. All same. of it. Absolutely same. <laughs> um, yeah, Chuck. You, Yes, Rachel and Chuck, exactly. We yeah. learned nothing. Yes, we learned nothing, and I love it. Exactly. You're reading our well, mind. Well, we love it because we're invested in the MCU. <laughs> Hopefully those who are mainstream casuals just tuning in because, you know, all these blockbusters are getting delayed. Hopefully they have the patience to stay and, you know, this could pay off big. But, yeah, we're we're loving it. Absolutely. Agreed. So. Agreed. Um, all right. Well, that's going to wrap up today's Marvel Rewind, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us, commenting, uh, throwing your, your ideas and theories out there. Come back every single Friday here on the channel. Um, as we're doing this, we're we're breaking down stuff and we're talking things that we have no idea what's going on about. Um, and we're excited to do so. Um, typically, Jacob and, and Brian will both be here. Uh, they just weren't able to make it today. And so hopefully you enjoyed you and I chatting back and forth and shooting the shit a little bit about uh, WandaVision. It was a lot of fun. We spent an hour just kind of you know talking about all the chaos that's currently going on in WandaVision. So um, with that said, Gio, I'll let everybody, uh, I'll shoot it to you. Where can everybody uh, find you online, man? Oh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Grey Goose Jedi. Yes, Grey Goose like the alcohol Jedi. Um, I also do a YouTube uh, show. I have my own channel, the Fandom United Podcast, where we do all things uh, DC talk. Speaking of which, check out this shirt. Pretty badass. Ooh, dark side, nice. Just came in today. But yeah, you guys can find me on there. Appreciate the support and uh, love it. I can't wait for next week's Marvel Rewind, where we know Same. nothing else. Same. We learn nothing Same. else. Yeah, uh, Qui-Gon Jake, all social media is two ends because someone else said before I did. Uh, Apocalypse Movies, Tuesdays and Fridays here. 
Apocalypse Now on Tuesdays, live at 7 p.m. Pacific. Marvel Rewind, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fridays. Um, all audio platforms as well. You guys can send us questions on social media, leave comments on all our videos. Uh, we'd love to see you guys back in the chat on all kinds of stuff here. And then uh, you can find me also on a certain point of view on, on a, a weekly basis as well. So for Gio, for myself, thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out with us on Marvel Rewind. We really, really appreciate it. And we will see you guys next week.